When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Spanish, Aki Presents. Everybody in the house today, it's me, Carlos Reza, Tony, and Oscar, and the rest of the crew. And we are laughing because... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I was trying is. to hold it, and I could not. No, we can't hold it. It's so loopy. We're so loopy. Uh-huh. We're, we're feeling some kind of way today, ain't we, huh? Yep, yep, oh, yep. man. Tony, <laughs> how's it going, man? I'm, I'm doing all right. I had my second vaccine today, and, and it makes me... And we're making, seeing it. This We're is your watching you in real time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, we wanted to say, I don't know, did you guys already, we haven't talked about this. Congratulations on being on The Simpsons. Did we say oh, this publicly? Yes! Wait, can we? Hold on, wait. It came out on Sunday. I mean, do you feel comfortable? Do you feel Bro, comfortable talking about it? what a fucking Thank blast. You. Yes, Talk that's about amazing. Que palo, bro. Look at me saying blast, what I want to say que palo. And then I'm like, what do you say palo? Blast. Um, brutal, bro. That's so awesome, bro. <laughs> Thank um, you. I know. How how was that experience watching yourself in animated uh, animated well, form it, and in such an iconic TV? Well, show. the character existed already, but I'll be, mm-hmm. but it looks mm-hmm. so much like me. I'm just pretending Dude, it's me. Dude, when, when you posted the thing, it was like, oh, he got simpsified. He got the app. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, because yeah, because like for the for those of you who don't know that character was voiced by Hank Azaria, yeah. who mm-hmm. is not Cuban and not gay. No. So he uh, he also voiced Sapu, and then after a lot of people were like, hey, listen, I think it's problematic that you're mm-hmm. voicing the all these all of these uh you know minority characters yeah. uh he did a very gracious thing was and to like offer it to other people and then yeah. tony got that's the amazing. part of uh of tony sent in a headshot and like they didn't even hear it. We're like we got it that's yeah. it yeah. It's him. yeah oh yeah that's how it happened <laughs> a headshot no hollywood it's easy <laughs> it's hollywood i made a video they were actively looking to recast and i didn't know that and i put up a video asking them to cast me and they saw it and yeah they're like, stop, stop. You had us at, please let me audition. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe they didn't even listen to it. They're just like, wait, we animated this person? We but exist- also, what I will say, though, Tony, you sound exactly like him. Yeah. Like, that is who you are. You are that person. Like, you are this person. You've always been that person. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just meant to be. But you did the, you did it. It's something about like you creating that tape, you putting it out into the universe, mm-hmm. and the you, the universe was like, yes, we see you and we acknowledge you and Thank we will you. celebrate we'll you. Take yeah. it from and here. that's exactly what happened. You know, there's so many people that sit on their butts being like, oh, I want this, I want that, I want the other, and don't do a damn thing mm-hmm. to get things done. Mm-hmm. And Tony's a shining example of like, if you want this, fucking do it, mm-hmm. and you never know who's out there. Right. And so I thought I think that's that story is magical in its conception to begin with. 
and then you're reaping the benefits now right history, now, which bro. is magical, incredible. Part and you are literally history. an icon. You are an icon. Mm. You're a Simpson. You're an icon. Icon. Simpson icon. <laughs> right, so. What if she sound like an alien? You are a Simpson. <laughs> you are a Simpson. You're the son of a Simpson. She's never heard the show. I mean, before. I've She's just been never. watching. <laughs> I've been watching. Shut up! I've been watching The Simpsons since I was like able to watch The Simpsons because, like, when it when we were younger, you know, there was a certain age that like our parents were like, okay, or yeah. like certain households, like my tios, like they would not let us watch it. Like one of my tios' house, like you had to be like yeah, over like twelve or something or whatever. So yeah, I mean, when you told us and. We had to stay quiet about it. I was just like, oh, my God, that is so cool. Like, I was excited to, like, tell my big brother because he's the one that I would watch it with. And I was like, it's not me, but this is cool. And, like, tell my family and, like, Alejandro's mom. And, like, you know, we all watched it. And it just felt really cool to, you know, see someone that deserves it to also, like, get it, you know? Can I say one thing about this that will be a perfect yes. segue to our Pika? Like, okay. uh, mm. a, like a full-on ramp onto the next, onto the Pika. Dale. Um, it's a full-on ramp. A friend of mine that I've only in touch with via Instagram and Facebook um, is a producer on Brockmire. And I wanted to reach out to him to send a message to Hank Azaria because I, I truly think he's an iconic, brilliant performer. And I'm like, I truly I respect the hell out of him. And I'm honored and humbled to be able to do a role that he voiced. But the friend of mine that I wanted to talk to has a problematic name because of a comedian right now. So he changed his handles. To, to change his name. Uh, and I What's couldn't, I, I forgot what the new handle was until today. Oh. So today I reached out and like, hey, can you please send this to Hank Azaria, whom I respect very much. And that person's name is Chris D'Elia. Oh, <laughs> wow. Talk about wow. a segue. A baton, a baton handoff. Mira. Wow. But bueno, Carlitos. Hand up. And that's ex that's so weird that you mentioned that. No, I think that's what I wanted to bring up for that Pika. Uh, because recently Chris Elias started to uh to show his presence again on social media. He started to do mm -hmm. his podcast. Congratulations. And it got me thinking um about like our duties as friends and what's the level of loyalty. Because a lot of time, you know, like the story goes and for a lot of times, like like for him, like everybody turned their, his, their back on him when it was happening. A lot of people that were like he felt were like real friends. And so, like, he's going through it. I mean, I, I, I saw a little bit of what he was talking about in the first episode that he recorded um, in terms of like just the the, the shift in, in the realization of who your real friends are. But also it's a sensitive subject because, you know, at what point, again, depending on the situation, depending on how bad. So, uh, you know, obviously it's a very nuanced conversation, but it makes me think also like at what point do people just turn their back on because it's just like, oh, I don't even want to deal with this. And at what point, if you are a true friend, if you are a real friend and you've been a real friend to somebody, isn't, uh, you know, being a friend for them in this tough times? Because uh, And I think obviously it's nuanced because I would say like as long as the person is not like, yeah, I did it and it's OK. You know, as long as there's some kind of like. <laughs> I want to you know, know what I mean. Is that your Chris Delia? No, of, no, 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 uh, no, no, impression. No, I'm just, no, that was just. <laughs> just I don't even. I don't think. Carlos, make a video. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna voice him. I'm gonna take over the. Yeah, I'm gonna take over the, the congratulations podcast. Um, but that's you know, it made me think about that because a lot of times, and it doesn't have to be as uh, scandalous. Uh, I mean, we could we could explore it, but I feel like we should talk about it. 
Because I think yeah. the core of it is not the scandal, but more like our role as friends, a, mm. real, a real friendship. Uh, a role as friends and, and, and to a certain degree, family too. Like, do we yeah. just turn our backs on people and, and or do we... Uh, no, uh, stick around that's, and... that's so that this is actually I, I mean you brought it up obviously before and I was like oh this is like this is a great pika because I think especially we are all in the industry so obviously we see like all a lot of people you know we do live in cancel culture um so you know it's it's weird when it's somebody that we actually also like know because mm -hmm. again we are in the industry so we might not be bff with a lot of these people but like we've seen them or like we've done shows with them maybe or whatever that is um I will say what I I like said earlier, which is I think for me, I it's I immediately would just be like, okay, like one, how close am I to this person? Mm -hmm. And then if it is like a close person, like you're saying, like what it's hard to like even be like, well, let me see the level of how bad this was that they did. You know, um, sure, there's something maybe you tweeted something problematic is very different to me than like, you know, raping, a raping something like that's just like mm, facts. Right. You know what I mean? Like not to be like too Assault. like, yeah, or sure. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, like <laughs> it just depends, I think, like what they did. Um so I think that like that always is where I, my brain goes. I don't know about you guys, because I know a lot of friends that that will immediately they don't care about that. Like I have had friends where I'm having this conversation with them as well. And they're like, I don't give a fuck. That's it. And I'm like, dude, but like that, like, I don't mm -hmm. know, like you were in their wedding or whatever that is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Type of thing. And they're like, no, that like, no, like they tweeted this or they did this to this person or whatever that is. And I'm like, OK, like. And that's fair. Like that person, obviously, like I respect whatever their choice is. But it's interesting how some people don't they they don't even care. They're just immediately like, fuck it. No, cut off. And, it, and I think that's a, such a extreme example, not extreme, but like a very you know yeah. publicized and very obviously. out there example. But like also like when you go lower, like you were saying, like I'm thinking like even when friends like, you know, somebody cheats on somebody that like okay. a couple that been together, like maybe oh, in yeah. that sense, I feel like sometimes people take this those same extreme actions over people just because you know like the divorce that happens between friendships and like the oh you cheated on so you can't you know like i don't know i just feel like there's there's so much ground to to cover with that i like that you actually just brought it down to that because i think that's easier to explore than like the like more like famous people type of right. thing because again you're right it is like publicized like if my friend you know or my neighbor or whatever it is like ain't nobody know about them maybe so like yeah like it's my decision might be different um i don't know what do you what do you guys think oscar and tony uh yeah you mentioned cancel culture and uh earlier i think there's something you know, a lot of people are weirdly up in arms about cancel culture and how that's a backlash in society. And I don't think cancel culture is a issue because I do think people should be held accountable for their actions that they've made. But I do think there is a question and a valid question in regards to forgiving culture, mm. the act of not just canceling someone, but the, what the road is when it comes to forgiving someone for their actions. For example, with the Chris thing, yeah. it's he took that year off. Like, did he do work to better himself? Like, what was that journey like for him? You know, we're immediately up in arms about like, oh, he's come. He's coming back. Did we expect him to disappear off the face of the planet? Maybe that is justified. Maybe that's exactly what needs to happen mm. for these mm -hmm. problematic ass men to just disappear and go away forever and ever. But the reality is that's not going to happen because I think we're a little torn about what to do 
in that road to recover. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think yeah. people need to decide that because that's what he did before he started the, the actually what I did see. It wasn't his actual podcast. It was he came on to basically for the first time talk about stuff and he kind of mm. broke it down. So at that point, you do get to decide it because it is a public uh, setting. Like people then decide whether they accept it or they don't, because you could say the same thing about Louis C.K. and how he like, came out and the things that he said, mm-hmm. you could argue that made it worse. So people are like, what? This is after everything that's happened. This is what you're saying. One hundred percent. That person was not willing to do the work. Yeah. So that's why, you know, I think I think obviously nuance matters. But I like what you're saying about the forgiving culture, which is hopefully something that'll come around, because, yes, I do believe that cancel culture has a purpose. The problem and I think why people are having an issue with it is because it's that thing of like, how dare somebody, you know, we're all like, I think it comes down to this and it sounds awful when people say it, but it's like, is everybody perfect? If nobody's perfect, how do I get, you know, like uh, banished from society for this one thing and not allowed to like, to, to be better about it? So I think that's, I think where it comes from, because I think it maybe comes from guilt of like, bro, this cancel culture, because I think ultimately we all know that we've done stuff that's questionable. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to the levels of the, you know, I'm not going to the extremes, but I'm sure For we've sure. all done things that we're not proud of. So, yeah. So I think, yeah, that'd be that'd be an interesting way to look at it. But it's interesting, too, that I, I do want to say uh, about this, like, forgiving thing, because there are instances in which, I mean, I, that's we're seeing less of that today, but it's still happening today, where we are quick to forgive a lot of men mm-hmm. that have done wrong, mm-hmm. but we are so yeah. quick to villainize women who have done wrong. Oh, ridicule. Like they're, ridicule. It's, Thank you. For sure. Oh, it's, it's, it's this, like, bizarre double standard that we see, which, I mean, surprising no one, mm-hmm. that, like, women are really, like, burned at the stake like witches, straight up like witches for doing one wrong thing where we give, we tend to give the benefit of the doubt to men. And I think it's because there are more people, there's more people willing to have men's back. And I'm thinking of a specific man who was in charge of our country for a minute, who were so willing to back him up despite the atrocities, the monstrous things he's done, and still sort of got off I would say Scott got off scot free. Yeah. Meanwhile, there are it's like people are less willing to have a woman's back once she's done something. Yeah, wrong. you know what you, that made me think of what you just said is like what happened with Janet Jackson and to a certain degree what happened with Britney Spears and that yeah. I think now that we have distance from it, it is we were all oh my god uh, oh yeah Listen, with the way that Janet Jackson got treated was treated. Was well, who something... was the bad guy in that scenario? It was. JT. Well, no. It, oh. Back in the day, it was oh. Janet oh, for showing her boobs, oh, right. yeah, now, and it was yeah. Britney for breaking his heart. Yeah. But it's like, babe, baby, baby no. dolls, huh. come on. No. The culprit is uh, Mr. JT himself. I also, cry me a river, I, indeed. I I also <laughs> think <laughs> I also think women are also more forgiving as well than men, which is interesting because we are like what you said, like we. Like, I think even to myself, like, I've had issues with men and women. And even like this past year, like, I was actually like recently, like, just like talking to someone. I was like, you know, like, I think back to like certain females that like I felt like did me wrong, maybe, or like I had some, you know, type of hate because of something they said or did or, or whatever that was. Or it was just maybe somebody was rude to me or whatever it was, you know, or I felt disrespected. And, and, you know, I've talked to you guys about several situations, you know, before whatever, but I like kind of like thought about, it. I was like, you know what, like, I'm going to like use this year to like, maybe like 
give these people the benefit of the doubt and like kind of try to wipe that clean in my like in my at least energy and my like brain. But I feel like men don't think that way. Like, I don't think they ever think about that towards like the females. But I do think they think about that like with a man. Oh, no, but he's cool. But he's you know what I mean? But what, like what you said, like like I think and I think girls or women, whatever, like we're like a little bit more like okay, yeah, like, let's, you know, like, I don't know what it is, but I do feel like, like we are more you forgiving. Saying that, you, say, you saying that makes my blood run freaking hot because, like a true Aries, because it, I go back to, to add on to what you were saying, Riza, because I do fully agree with you. I do think, and correct me if I'm wrong again, because I might be speaking out of turn here, mm-hmm. is that women tend to not forgive other women and will forgive men quicker yeah. than they do other women. Absolutely. And a, a case in point, the whole women uh, locker talk excuse for Trump's uh, mm-hmm. grabbing by the pussies yep. thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Like the fact that that's a thing that actually happened is like unbelievable. Mm. And, and it speaks of the collective trauma that a lot of females have had in American society where they're like used to being objectified. And so they're. They're normalizing that trauma. What was crazier about that situation, which at the beginning, you know, like we weren't ready for how crazy a ride we were going to get on emotional. That was only the beginning. Yeah. The what's his name is the one that got fired and he didn't even say it. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Bush is the one that got. Yeah. How does that even. What? That's true. One of them got fired and the other one became the president of the United States of America. Interesting. Wait, so let me, let me, I want to bring it back though to what Carlito said about like a couple that you guys, like a couple that maybe somebody, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody cheated on the other. Oh yeah, smaller picture. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 it's fine. No, no, no. I'm like, because, no, 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 but you're right. Dehighten. Well, because, Dehighten, exactly. Because I think for like, (laughs) well, because I think for us, like, yeah, like we do know like celebrities and like we know like stuff that has happened or like whatever and we've known them maybe but also like it's just different it's just a different it's it's a it's so different to it's relate to animal it's, yeah, it's, it's a, a yeah beast. it's a whole different thing so like have you guys ever been in that situation where you had a friend that like like have you like because i i can tell you right now i've i've gone out with like friends knowing that they have a significant other and i have seen them try to hook up with another person in front of me and I know mm-hmm. their significant other and it's weird because sometimes I'm like well I, I'm like obviously closer to this person but I really do like you know their other part you know their part whatever that is and I'm just like oh, yeah, it makes me so anxious you, exactly yeah. and that's what I don't like and I've I, I feel like that is something that that when you become older you kind of think about because I know when I was younger I was like I whatever not my problem but now I'm older and I'm like I know me he thought like don't like if you're gonna do that do that like don't do it in front of me bro I don't want to fucking have that shit in my fucking mind because that's bad karma i don't want to know about it so wait hold on so what what is it that you're my question is like how hold that well so how do you feel like is that somebody that you would feel like you cannot hang out with or confide if they if you see them you know maybe if they were cheating on on their partner in front of you or like oh like what's your allegiance yes then? what's your yeah, allegiance? Like, do, like, you turn do, you, the, yeah. do you turn your a blind eye to it do you like that's oh what my you gosh mean? i i don't yeah i mean i i should hope not but also, like, I think you have to come into consideration if you're feeling guilty about speaking out towards someone who is like cheating. And, you know, we need to clarify that that relationship is a monogamous relationship yes. and not an open relationship because yeah. th- those exist. Yeah. Um, it's 
you're completely within your right to be like to fucking squeal, you know, because that person had the audacity to do it in front of you yeah. and then expect you to not tell. F- fuck that person. Uh-uh. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to do that shit to me. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. And expect me to keep quiet. Hell. Oh, no. Well, honestly, it's like you got to think you got to think twice, baby. Yeah. If you think I'm that close to you. No, 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 no. You know, like it, it's disrespectful to you Mm -hmm. because it's taking advantage of your friendship with that person, you know, and they're, and that's a sign of disrespecting you as well. I mean, they're uh, clearly cheating on their partner, but also not acknowledging you as a friend and putting you in that difficult position. All bets are off, babe. At that Mm -hmm. moment, all bets are off. I'm I'm here for this Oscar. I know. Me too. But because listen, here's what I'm going to say. And this is a little bit redundant, but I, I, I do feel like, We have these elite, we're led to believe that we have these allegiances, these evergreen allegiances to people that might not be the best people and might not even be looking out for you or anybody you love, right? We might be friends with a sociopath who has no ties to anybody Mm -hmm. and might emotionally manipulate you and the people that you love. Yep. I think the way that we've been hardwired is that we tend to think that we owe it to people, even though they are mistreating us. Well, that's part of the manipulation, because then yeah. if you do say something, it's your fault for messing up this thing you're creating. It's not They're about them doing something your wrong. Ass. It's gas. I know. And that's exactly. when you know your friend is a sociopath. Uh, and, and that's that when you know your friend's a sociopath. It makes it easier to make a decision about who you're going to bail on. <laughs> Bingo, yeah, baby. But Bingo. I would like to propose uh, one more scenario that was uh, brought up by our amazing producer, Anita. And uh, we're going to really de-heighten with this one. I'm going to (laughs) de-heighten. Listen, here's how I will give it to you, though. She asked, how would we feel if someone like one of our friends murdered someone? (laughs) Right. Because that's like a legit like thing that could happen. And I obviously brought up the show Surge Party. Um, And it's yeah, she's saying it's a perfectly legitimate question. Yes. But also, what are the, what is the nuance of how the right. person got murdered? Yes. That's what I was going to say. Like, because I like it, it's because then that becomes like, you know, it goes into like. Okay, let me ask you this. I'm going to add to Anita's okay, question, okay. Which, which I do like a lot. Go. They, you're chilling at your house, minding your own damn business. Uh-huh. You hear a knock on the door. Uh-huh. It's your friend. Uh-huh. It's your it's your close friend, right? This ain't no acquaintance. It's a close buddy. They come up to you and they're like, oh, my gosh, Riza, Tony, Carlos, fill in the blank. I kill somebody. I kill somebody. It. What do I do? The question is, what what is your response? What is get out response? of here. This isn't search party we need to get rid of the body. OK, well, we know we're talking. <laughs> I don't want any. I don't want any part of this. Nothing. <laughs> um, I think I think it, it, it does honestly depend, because what about if this person was being abused and they were like, you know, trying mm-hmm. to escape from their abuser? What about if. Right. If this was just like a like a rant, I don't know. Somebody was trying but to. But at that point, and it shouldn't be so scary. They don't need to be right. Because in, yeah. in a court of law, that would how be. How many people. But how many people do we know that are probably in jail? I mean, not that we know, obviously, like maybe personally, but like how many people have been in jail for not actually doing their crime? Like, yeah. So yeah. I and like. I, and even maybe it's been self-defense and they're still in jail because that's right. how. But the question. But in this scenario. 
they ran from the crime scene, even if it was an act on self-defense, right? The fact that they ran from a crime scene is already a crime. And the fact that they told you, you're already an accomplice. So you go into jail. I mean, that's what I was going to say. We're already an accomplice. So at that point, listen, Oscar Tony. you got to kill the friend that brought it up. Yeah, Oscar Tony. Oh my God. That's it. No. I'm leaving you. Yes. I'm leaving. You need to kill the person that told you they murdered someone because. You wouldn't save me, Tony, if I murder someone. I'm going out for a cafecito. No, you got to die. Gotta go. I'm going. No, I don't want to die. I would have just died when the murderer came for me. No, I entiendo. Soy neta. Soy sordo. Soy sorda. Perdón. No, Can you Mira, me all oh, fine. I'll save you guys. We'll Come dig to the me. hole, put the body in, and then we'll throw you in there as well. I'm a ride or die. If you're my friend and you're my fucking friend, then you're, you're my gonna family. die. I'm a ride or die. Search me. <laughs> no, rise is a ride and die. Ride oh and my die. god. We oh, we live. We live and we ride and we die together. <laughs> It's Ri- Riza and Luisa. <laughs> Damn. Oh, they should do a remake of that. Míralo. <laughs> Dale, okay, fine. We need some coffee. I, I, I see. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, let's yeah. not murder anyone no, on the way there. No, we don't. No, let's not do you. that. Okay. Disclaimer, okay. that's not fun. My, that's machete, not my machete and my axe are in my car. It's fine. <laughs> Stop. You're accompl- like we're accomplices again. <laughs> oh, well, too bad. <laughs> do you have a license for that machete? No. Oh boy. <laughs> 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 oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. break. Let's go. <laughs> Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at Right, slurpity slurp 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 we are back from our cafecito break less thirsty but guys we're ready to make you more thirsty with our guest today she is a change maker at the id tour we have she is a co-founder of this is about humanity poderistas and a founding member of i am a voter mother and humanitarian and i'd like to say um also, top top five abs on Instagram, baby. Top five oh, abs. Okay, wow. all what right. An, what an intro. There are a lot of what abs on intro. Instagram. There and there are, are a lot. lot there are mm-hmm. so many abs on I'm Instagram. I'm sorry, you're saying abs or apps? 
No abs, abs, abdominal. Oh, why would there be abs on Instagram? I don't know. Maybe it's a new thing they're rolling out. I don't know. Oh my God. Elsa Collins in the house. Elsa Collins, the longest <laughs> intro, intro in the history of Spanish Jackie Presents. I mean, I thought it was called Abstagram. I don't oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was originally. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, listen, we could get into it from the beginning. Elsa is, you guys think I'm obsessed with working out? Like, Elsa is so fire like sometimes i'm like oh, i'm gonna be lazy today and i see her story and she does like her like you see her abs posts. and you're like damn oh yeah i'm like and i'm just like i can't what i shouldn't eat salad should i, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> you need protein how? forget salad you need protein <laughs> yes i know i know how is like workout like how do you just motivate yourself because you are so motivated and I think you've inspired so many people like because I see them tagging you and posting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, listen, I think for me, working out is really about self-care. And as you mentioned, like there's a lot of, you know, titles and organizations that I'm a part of and um, being able to give so much of myself to other people, I really need to be giving to myself. And so I always say that my workout is my version of a glass of wine. So, you know, that's how I feed myself, how I decompress, like, you know, whether I need to get motivated for a big day, if I'm doing community service or whether I need to wind down from, you know, something that I've done to me, working out really is, is one of the most uh, elemental things about who I am. And so, um, you know, like mother of three, I always say it took me three kids to get to this place. Um, and I think that it's, it's truly about, um, sanity, not vanity, but you know, nice. Ooh, yeah. love that. Ooh, I like that. With yeah. the, that's Whoa. the opposite oh workout goodness. from insanity, the DVD. The <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's funny. I like, I like that. My question is what apps inspire you? Elsa? Oh, <laughs> if any, I mean, point. I, I, I sort of, I don't like to do the comparison game because oh. that's a very slippery slope. But you so, are comfortable with people looking at your abs and being inspired. <laughs> We're the hard hitting questions here. Inspiration is 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 the goal here. It's just about like you know we were talking about just saying like, hey, if if I inspired you to like work out or or, or take some time to do something for yourself, whether yeah. it's working out or not, like I th I think that's a win. Yeah, Boom. hell yeah, I love it. What is like your favorite form of working out? Are you like a big cardio person? Are you like into the High impact intensity training hit, stuff, hit, if you will, or AKA hit. <laughs> we got another list. Known. We got another list. I'm so ready. Um, I'm I'm all about variability. I like to change it up. So I box. I rebound on a trampoline. I definitely Ooh. do some hit on a treadmill. And I do a lot of sprints and like incline sprints. I also nothing's better than like a run outside. Um, you can do that any and everywhere. Um, so yeah, I like to just change it up, you know, um, and really just kind of keep my mind going. And and it's the one time where I can kind of unplug a little bit, mm -hmm. not all the time, mm -hmm. but like 90% of the time, which is so necessary for me. Because sometimes, you know, I can have my phone next to me if I'm doing three other things, answering an email. And this is where I can really unplug and be like, you know, I'm unavailable. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Airpl airplane, it. airplane mode. It's not just about your physical prowess we're talking about here because we could go on and on about your <laughs> physical prowess. You are also so politically conscious, politically motivated, and you are humanitarian. Where did that passion for humanitarianism start for you? 
I mean, I always say it started with my with my mom. Um, just growing up, I'm the youngest of five, first generation. Uh, my dad died when I was eight years old. My mom never remarried. And she really dedicated her life to to her kids and, and to others. And so, you know, whether it was like volunteering or, or putting on, you know, fundraisers or, or giving back to the community, that's just how I grew up. And so it's really in my DNA. Um, and when I look at sort of, what I consider to be skills or gifts that different people are given um, that they tap into. I think one of the ones that I've been fortunate to have been given is really just this desire to give back and also to try to bring other people in with me and 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 give them tools and avenues where they can also contribute back to the community. So for me, it's really like where I grew up, my mom, uh, my siblings were all sort of engaged in that way. So yeah, mama. It's in the family. Yeah. 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 So the way that I met Elsa was with She Se Puede, which you guys know about because I've talked about it before on the podcast. And we have a lot of mutual friends. America obviously works with Carlitos on Gentified. And so many of our like Latina friends are involved. You are one of the co-founders of it, which it's now called Poderistas. Um, can you, uh, I guess, let our audience and our fans know a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. So Poderistas is something that has been sort of in the the ethos of of my life and 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 so many other Latinas like America and Eva and Jess Morales Raquetto. And we have 10 amazing co-founders who really what we ended up seeing um, as as Oscar was saying, you know, being involved in in politics and civic engagement and in really engaging our Latino community to to show up, seeing this kind of like cyclical um, appeal to our community every four years, sometimes every two years, saying like, you're the most important community, we need mm -hmm. you to show up, all these things, and then like disappearing, you yeah. know? And that happened a lot. And, and having worked with America for so long, I, I mean, I actually met her in 2008, I was helping Hillary Clinton in her first um, go around for, for the presidential campaign. And, and America was her first surrogate, really. And we were the only two Latinas in the mix. And that's how we met. And, and a lifelong friendship was born from that. But every, you know, again, two and four years, like a week, two weeks before the election, our phones would ring and we need to like hit the pavement. We need to do all these things. And kind of just sitting around and talking and saying like, we should really be thinking about our community 365 days a year. How can we invest in them? How can we listen to what their hopes are? How can we address, you know, um, the needs of our community and specifically the Latina community? And that was where Poderistas was born. And so just bringing together people from politics and entertainment and organizing and the racial justice world and, um, and immigration spaces to say like, how do we activate our community and really change the narrative and and have them understand that they really are the most important people. And we mean that every day. And so definitely, um, I mean, it's only like we're babies. We're six months into the, into the mix of it all, but had a really amazing, you know, um, just impact in terms of getting out the vote and really educating our community and and encouraging them and letting them know that they had everything they needed to really show up and vote. And then, you know, now that we're kind of, I mean, there's really no off year as we know that the midterms are coming up, but, um, but really just thinking about all the different ways that we can 
arm our community with information about mental health and wellness and parenting and and cooking and lifestyle and and all of the things that make up you know who we are as whole individuals and um yeah so it's been so amazing it's so awesome to have you be a part of you know the community and just really being able to sort of activate all the time yeah no thank you i loved i'm like i justina machado is the one that had connected me and she's great she's always so wonderful involving Latinas and stuff so I definitely love the meetings I'm like I'm always like it's really cool because it's like I'm learning but also like I'm learning with like these like cool other like badass Latinas and it's so nice to see like people in Hollywood also like actually care because sometimes it's like we just see people that just post but like so many of like the crew like they go like their hands on like in a bus like in the middle of nowhere trying to convince like people to just vote you know and yeah. i think that's like a really beautiful thing to see in action like so yeah. shout and out for to that add, add to that too Polarista is amazing because you're using your platform to educate the masses you know and like that's not something that a lot of celebrities do you know they're like quite comfortable sort of like living their own lives yeah. but um i want to ask you also what what is the responsibility there for sort of ce that celebrity quote-unquote responsibility for political action do you think it exists or is do you think it's like a fallacy or something that like is non-existent at all no i mean i would say the responsibility of a celebrity is the same as the responsibility of any any human being that lives in this democratic society which is to participate Mm -hmm. And and participation is sort of the key to to everything else. You know, when you don't participate, a lot of people say, well, then you can't complain. Or when mm -hmm. you don't participate, you don't really know what's going on. I mean, even something as mundane as like what day your trash gets picked up is something that's decided by like your city council. So like realistically, the ability to say like I'm not political isn't even a true statement because like our whole lives are political and by being brown, our existence is political. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely say I think you have people on every side of the spectrum, people who say like, you know, celebrities or athletes should have no opinions, right? Because they only exist to entertain mm -hmm. and um, or like not doing enough and like should be really, you know, doing more, let's just say. And so I think I would say I'm holding them to the standard that I hold any citizen that I encounter on the street, which is participation. Right. And that's very important, too, because I feel like, uh, no, like, as a culture, I feel like Latinos are almost like, oh, we don't want to be a bother. We don't want to be a thing. We don't want to. And I think that permeates into the political thing, which is I think like now it's front and center that we have to be active and we have to be aware. We have to speak out. Whereas before, like growing up, it's like, uh, it's not part. It doesn't, you know, there's nothing we can do in that sense of powerlessness, I think, is. One of the main reasons why I think you guys are doing such a great job, because that is what we need. We need to be like, hey, it's not every 10 years, not whenever we have a census right. and they tell us that we're important. It has to be consistent. We can't uh, take the foot off the gas because that's. And, yeah. And the other thing that I'll say that it's it's wild because when you're not involved in like a political family or you don't really have that like sort of po political um, awareness in your uh wherever you're from, it's really good at, to be informed. And what you guys do is you do that, you inform, so then you can contribute at a grassroots level. Like, you don't have to swing for, for the fences, you know? You don't have to make a home run every single time, politically speaking. Even if you activate a little bit, you're already making a change. And you've done that so, so much with Poderistas, like giving people, Latinas specifically, the power to activate, mm -hmm. which is yeah. incredible. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and also, so now that it's Poderistas, obviously, you know, there was a name change, um, which love, love both names. Uh, <laughs> um, I was wondering if there's anything you can um, maybe let us know, of, like anything coming up that maybe you guys have in the works that even I don't know. <laughs> yes, we have so many things. Actually, one of the things that we're working on for in the next couple of months is is sort of a, a a forum where we can talk about really the mental impact that this past year has had on Latinas, you know, through this pandemic, through COVID, you know, we've seen so many of our, you know, community members, you know, affected with death in the families, loss of jobs, you know, even just how we have had to maneuver our day-to-day. If we have kids, if they're doing distance learning, if they're at home, do you have enough computers? Like, are they getting enough activity? You know, you're kind of an all-in-one place. And 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 if you live in a multi-generational household, what is that like? And so mm-hmm. I think, um, so we're working on, on doing a forum, really looking into those effects and some tools that we can give our community um, to really help them through this difficult time. I think, you know, so many people like don't have access to like a therapist or mental health, or that's not even something that we you know, talk about, it's like, sana, sana, colita, rana, you're fine, right. go to bed, wake yeah. up, <laughs> reza la papa Diosito, and like, you know, yeah. and that's supposed to be that's like so fixing real. everything. <laughs> yeah, um, so, that, real. <laughs> so yeah, those are some of the things that we have uh, coming up. And obviously this month, we're, we're in April right now is Earth Month, and then we'll be talking about mothers and Mother's Day in May. And so I think, you know, we really try to look at sort of the the pillars that that our community is is based around and and really try to um uplift those. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You guys also do. I love the dancing workouts. I'm like I I like I've only been able to get and do one, but I was like, "Oh my god, this reminds me of how bad I am at being." <laughs> not not Zumba like like a dance. No, dance. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> um okay, so I know before we started recording, um I asked you if we could talk basketball and we had yes. some we had some strict limp no, i'm just kidding <laughs> everybody listening is like oh my god what is she gonna have um, <laughs> so your husband uh you just mentioned earlier which is so beautiful you guys are about to celebrate your 17th year anniversary yeah what wedding anniversary wedding. 22 years together whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah uh you guys are so cute. Um, I see you on the social, on the stories together. And like, I love it. Uh, he was a basketball player. I love basketball. Um, I was wondering if you could maybe tell us like how you guys met. You're such a like, I don't know. You guys are just such a like fun couple. I'd love to hear the story. We're so fun. Uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a lifetime. So now that everyone's <laughs> listening to this podcast, I am old enough to have been with someone for that long. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> no. how? You don't what? look it. But... You were a child <laughs> when you met. I know. I was a child. 18, Both which you. is... Yeah, I was 18. (laughs) He was 19. I was a freshman at Stanford. That's where I ended up going after high school. Uh, My husband was a sophomore. And, you know, it was my first time away from home. I Actually, my mom almost didn't even let me go to Stanford. Um, She had this, you know, I'm a very traditional Mexican family and leaving 
home for college was not really uh, sort of acceptable at the time. And so she said, listen, you can apply anywhere in the world, but you're going to have to go to the Catholic university in the hometown. So I was like, okay. So I was like, I took her at her word. So I applied to Stanford and then I got in. She's like, okay, that's great, but you're going to have to stay home. And then that's when <laughs> the be- the benefit of being number five of five was my older siblings were like, I think she needs to go to Stanford, mom. Like, so anyways, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was allowed to go. Um, and of course, the first thing I go do is, is meet my now husband about a month into school. Wow. And obviously it was, it was really, you know, interesting at the beginning, as I just mentioned, my mom being very traditional Mexican and growing up in, in, in Mexico and just having, there's not a lot of racial diversity in Mexico, right? You're either basically like, you know, blanquito or morenita, everyone's Mexican and, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of the 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 racial uh, spectrum. So I think it was really, like, surprising to her at the beginning that that she was like, oh, okay. And, um, <laughs> okay, Elsa. Yeah, that's oh, definitely, yeah. basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Pero está muy alto. Oh, wait a minute. Is... Yes. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, we basically just, we met um, and... We've been together ever since, and now we're raising three multiracial kids uh, in LA and trying to do the best we can. <laughs> yes, and they're all so beautiful. They're gorgeous. Um, you guys you. have such a really beautiful family, which also they get involved with a lot of, I mean, the whole family. It's like a family affair. Like, uh, I I know that you go to Tijuana and you guys do some, you do some like nonprofit work there. I was wondering if you could talk about that a little bit. I know I'm like, I, I even emailed you on the bottom when I, when I sent you this email, because I was like, I want to get involved now that I'm vaxxed. I, yes, like, I feel a totally, little bit safer. <laughs> you could totally get involved. Yeah. So yes. basically <laughs> when the family separation crisis kind of came to be known because we we know that it had been happening for for a while um you know obviously being from the border you know born in San Diego but living in Tijuana till I was 16 going to school in Tijuana crossing the border to go to school in San Diego for a period of time uh you know I felt very compelled you know to to understand that my lack of geography and of being born, you know, in, in San Diego was one that was very much a a question of luck more than anything else. And so feeling like I really wanted to, uh, be engaged and get involved with these children and with these families that were undergoing a lot of trauma. And so I co-founded This Is About Humanity with my older sister and with a friend of mine, really with the goal at the beginning, the goal was really just like, how do we help these kids? That was like almost three years ago. And we've definitely grown and we're working with families on both sides of the border in shelters in Tijuana for families who uh, in the past couple of years had been returned to Mexico through the MPP program, through with migrants and asylum seekers who were waiting their their turn um, and on the state side, working with separated and reunified families, you know, from San Diego all the way through San Francisco, supporting them with kind of the welcome that we wish that they would be getting, you know, and whether that's legal services, backpacks, school supplies, you know, whatever it is, we're sort of activating on a consistent basis to provide support to to these families. So for me, it's definitely something that's very close to me, hearing these stories and uplifting you know, the people who are working every day on the ground to really <clears throat> show people humanity. That's why it's called This Is About Humanity, because I genuinely believe this is a humanitarian issue. And it's about who are we as human beings and what are we willing to say is okay and not okay in this society. 
and and really holding people and and helping educate people because I think a lot of times people feel like deep down that that they yes that's not right or you know I I want to support that but it's such a topic that for some people seems really scary to even engage with that they feel like better better say nothing or do nothing mm-hmm. and really what we're trying to say is like hey come get closer to the issue get involved learn about it so that you can then go talk to you know your community and express you know how this is really a humanitarian issue and and how we should be approaching it yeah i love that i i've i'm i i've seen like some of the posts like when you've gone and i'm like oh that's so beautiful like the kids always just look so genuinely happy like just to to be acknowledged which is is wild because like there's like, it's not even about like, oh, this is like an expensive gift or whatever. It's just like people like are thinking about us because it's, you know, yeah. being acknowledged and being seen, which is yeah. part, like the main concern. That's yeah. part yeah. of the. Yeah. Did you did you study um uh, in in Stanford? Did you study like something that had to do with like humanitarian stuff or was it like something no. totally different? Well, I was a communications <laughs> major. I got my BA in communications and then okay. I stayed and, and did a master's in sociology. So, you know, looking into like kind of interpersonal relations and, and that aspect. And then actually I went to law school after that. I moved to New York. I went to Columbia Law School. Oh, wow. I was like working as a corporate attorney and I was like, I wow. don't think I want to do this. Um, and so I, uh, you know, kind of like you started having kids and then, you know, that can kind of take some time. And then really, but never had taken my foot off the gas when it came to like being civically engaged, which I felt was like, it's such a key cornerstone to like all the other work that I do, whether it's with immigration, whether it's with racial justice, which is like part, again, the participation of it is going to determine who is making the decisions and who is having an impact on what happens in your life. So a lot of times people will be like, oh, like, like whoever's in power doesn't really affect my life. Like if you're someone who didn't really materially feel a difference between the last administration and this administration, you're fine in this world. But that doesn't, (laughs) that doesn't kind of like excuse the fact that like some other people's lives are so material, materially affected, like life and death kind of decisions. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That like it, it is our responsibility to, to, to have that conscience and to really be involved for those reasons. So I think that like, even when I was like trying to decide, like, how was I going to, you know, pivot? Was I going to get back into the workforce? Because for me, really, even though I've always been like civically and philanthropically minded, like I really didn't go in so deep until I was basically like 35 years, 30 something years old, which is like, I think most people feel like if you haven't figured out your career right at 21 when you graduate college, like, what are you, you know? And I was someone who's like, you're done. (laughs) But for me, like it took all those years and twists and turns and different experiences to say like, okay, here's where I'm at. And this is where I'm going to take everything that I've ever been involved with. And now like really, uh, you know, utilize it for for the things that I care about the most. Yes. Hell yeah. That's so tight. You're always doing so like so much like and I mean that like in such a positive way where I'm like, you're you know, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're, you know, like a daughter, a th- like a sister, so many things. Right. But then also like you're like the key person for so many of these huge organizations. What does Elsa like to do or want to do when she has free time? That's not even maybe not working out or, you know, is if there's anything else 
What's the you? second thing you like? Because <laughs> people ask me that too, and I always say working out. So like, I'm like, okay, yes. you're a worker, you're you're a worker outer like me. So I gotta make sure I tell you, you can't say that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that some things that that I love to do so much, which is hard to find time to do right now, is like read a book. Mm. I mean, I know that sounds really simple, yes. but read an actual like touch your fingers to a page, Get you a know, paper book. cut. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. right now we're so used to everything's on our phone. We're like kind of trying to read. And I'm like, no, no, no. I just want to like be able to sit on a couch, Melody. take out a book. Yes. And just kind of read it. I love, love reading. I obviously love, you know, anytime I can give anybody in my family, like one-on-one attention, which again, three kids, a husband, you know, in and out all the time. It's, it's quite hard. Um, that's also awesome. Uh, my middle child, Valentina loves to you know, if I ever need to run an errand, she'll be like, I'll oh, come, you know, because she feels like Aww, that's like a like a bonding thing. time, really. I mean, yeah, like going to Target is quality time. Let's that's a love language. Let's, there you go. let's redefine what quality time is, because in this day and age, like, you know, sometimes we're not going to, you know, think of quality time about like how we grew up. Right. Like if we think about, you know, even like when I used to when I take road trips with my kids right now, because during the pandemic, you know, we're not getting on a plane. Yeah. Um, like just how they have their own things going on, right? Like headphones, iPad, they have a, like, I remember being like literally so bored on road trips. Yes. So bored, yes. nothing happening. The radio doesn't work. We're all hot. Like, and we would just, you know, but like, I have to understand like li- life is changing. The world is changing, yeah. you know, um, and, and, and like, you know, I'll pull them off of there and we'll have a conversation and we'll look at, you know, the, the middle of California and how interesting it is. But, um, but also just understanding that like, you know, we have to sort of make our reality, uh, what it is and not try to judge ourselves too harshly. Um, especially, you know, coming out of this pandemic, I think we all wanted to be like, oh, I'll homeschool my children. I'll give them some math tutoring on my spare time. And like, (laughs) you know, like, I love the hair flip. (laughs) Like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. All these. Things. Meanwhile, I'm like, just survive for one hour so I can finish this one thing, and like, yeah. I'll be right there, you know. So, just also just trying to cut yourself some slack. Is, Don't is touch anything thing. electric. I'll be right back. <laughs> just love live. Yes, yes, yes. No, I love it. I love it. Um, well, we were again so happy to have you on. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you in real life soon <laughs> once the world opens up at some point. You know. Yep. Um. Definitely count on SAP, you know, to help any of the orgs whenever we can. You know, we're always uh, definitely reposting all the Poderista sorry stuff because um, I always share that on my end for sure. Um, and before we go, can you let everybody know um, all the handles? We're going to tag them on the post, but, you know, what are some main handles or anything that you want to plug? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you should definitely be following at Poderistas for just all of your information about like health, wellness, civic engagement, just everything about what it means to be like an empowered Latina. If you're interested in the kind of work that that I'm doing with This Is About Humanity at the border, follow us at This Is About Humanity. Um, We do a lot of uh, events, COVID safe, drive-through distributions, helping families. And when it's safe, you know, we'll, we'll start to visit our friends again. Um, at the border. And then you can definitely follow I Am A Voter. Um, that's another organization that I'm that I'm super engaged with. And, and they do a lot of amazing content just around like democracy, the thing mm-hmm. that we, we, we need to hold near and dear to our heart. 
Um, I'm at Elsa Marie Collins, but I'm private. But you know, you never know if we have a friend in hey, common. Request, maybe. <laughs> you never know. Request, Mina, request, know. fun game. <laughs> request and write an essay about what you should be accepted. Five hundred word essay. Five hundred word essay, and maybe she'll read it in the message. The but one, you know what's actually interesting? I'll, I'll say someone requested to follow me. I can't remember why I must have said yes at the moment. Anyways, it ended up, she, she sent me a message. She wanted to volunteer with, this is about humanity. She ended up volunteering a couple of times. And I, as we had a conversation, ended up, she's, she's a dreamer. She's DACA. She was so interested in getting involved. And it was like, you know, kudos to her. She must've said something to me like, Hey, I want to do whatever. And I was like, okay. Um, but I think like, you know, there's, there's, there's something exciting about making a request, but at the same time, having said all of those, yeah. yeah. Having said all of those things, there are definitely some times where I'm like, so glad I can say no to that. (laughs) Because I don't know if you're a person. (laughs) No, I mean, like, sometimes you're like, I don't know what is, what's happening. You know, especially if, like, they're like, no followers, also no posts. Also, you look like an image from the internet. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. No, no, you, You're, you gotta, it's all about filtering the, you, you know, the your filter. audience, you know, yeah. and that's okay. That's okay. That's why we have these things. Yes, exactly. But those are some of the, you know, just the handles to, to follow. And obviously I'm so grateful to have this conversation with you guys and just to really, you know, kind of like talk about what it is to be like a Latina who's just like, you know, just trying to do what I can. That's really what it is. Just trying to do what I can. I love it. And also, thank you so much. While yeah. getting the apps. Yeah. While getting the exactly. App while having gains, baby. You know what I mean? You truly do do it all, Elsa, for real. And we very, very much appreciate that because it's important to see somebody who's like just so active and so like a down-to-earth, very like personable person also speak for the community. Cause that's what it is. It's opening that like bridge of communication, right? Cause that's how we learn. We learn through talking, having those conversations, visibility, and you're able to provide that not just with one organization with like a billion organizations. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that work. Yeah. Anytime you want me to come back and talk about crazy moms from Mexico <laughs> Uh, what else can we talk about? Raising multiracial kids. Okay. Mm, I mean, we're already we're already teasing the second the second. <laughs> I know. This goes on. Stay and tuned on. for part two. It's happening. <laughs> um, and you guys can follow us at Spanish Aki Presents on IG at Spanish Aki on Twitter, and you can follow me at Raisa Licea on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me at, of course, it's Carlos on <laughs> Instagram. And you can follow me at Ozzymo, O-Z-Z-Y-M-O, on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow Tony at Abstagram.com. Abstagram. Oh, that's not it. But <laughs> actually, you should follow him on the Tony Roderick. I think he'd be proud Instagram. of that one. I think he would. Thank you. That, yeah. You know, I'm re- I was really channeling Tony. That was a good one. Wait, I, I need to Thanks. follow all of you guys right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do well, it. you can request and write an essay. <laughs> 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 yeah. And you can also check out Spanish Aki Presents on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, the SiriusXM app, or wherever you listen. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Honestly, it helps more people find out about the show. Yes. Elsa, thank you. Thank you so much, A Elsa. million thank, thank you. Yes. For spending we'll be putting your time that on Poderistas. Yes. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Dale. <laughs> no, boom.
save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big. 